this is Harrison Crown, and you are listening to the Lucid Pictures Podcast. All right, so hello and welcome. My name is Harrison Crown, and this is the Lucid Pictures Podcast. So I just finished the interview or podcast episode for this week, and I got to say, I, well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to get full into it, but I, it's a film that I've been looking forward to seeing for a very long time since it was incepted into the mind of Paul Thomas Anderson and released that he was going to make another movie. Uh, cause Paul Thomas Anderson is my favorite filmmaker and everything he's ever made has truly blown me away. And my favorite movie is Magnolia. It got a 10 out of 10 on the podcast. And today watched Licorice Pizza. And you know what? Um, it was a lovely little story. But we, I had Tyler Doremus on a good buddy of mine who I've known since we were kids. We used to play hockey together in Aspen. And, uh, just found out in like the last year, my, my wife and his wife, uh, our kids are at a little Montessori school and she was talking about this, uh, Danielle and, and she, um, they became like, you know, friends and whatnot. And she's like, yeah, but her, her husband knows you. And I was like, okay, I don't know. And then like a text came on, uh, the Apple play in the car and it was, uh, the last name was Doremus. I was like, oh, is her <laughs> her husband's Tyler Doremus? I know him very well. Um, so had him over first time on the podcast. We got into a great discussion, I think, about <laughs> um, licorice pizza. And you know what? I'm going to let the interview uh, conversation speak for itself. I'm not going to get too much into it. Um, I was coughing quite a little bit during it, but as I state in the interview, I do not have COVID. I took two tests today, one this morning, and then I took a PCR that, uh, PCR spit test that got results just before we did the podcast. So that was kind of a weird thing. So if you hear me coughing, I am very sorry. Um, I just have some tickle in my throat that I can't get rid of. And uh, so we're going to go right into the podcast episode. So without further ado, Tyler Dreams. So start with some of the questions that you have. I mean, is it is it okay that we, there he was fifteen and she was twenty five? 
you know, well, I was wondering like, was she 25? Cause there was that one part where she was like, I'm 28, I'm 25. Yeah. And so, she was, she was definitely still living like in the whole family like, yeah. set up. Yeah. It was a very, the, and then the, the jump to the waterbed business was just like, <laughs> it came out of no left field. Like yeah. all of a sudden he was in the waterbed store discussing buying a waterbed. And, yeah. and then I was like, wait, is he, is he promoting for this waterbed company? <laughs> Yeah, I, so the one thing that I kind of gathered from the movie was like, it really wasn't about anything at all, right. other than like these two having this little like love story that it was like this game of cat and mouse, almost like yeah. when she was super into him, he was like off with another girl or like doing that. And then yeah. like, he would get upset when she was like with another guy. And I was very surprised that they 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 ended up together at the end. You know, I had a very dark image of the ending. I I thought I, someone was going to get yes, killed. I like it's <laughs> like, "Oh, it's going to be one of those things where one of them dies tragically and they never yeah. their love story never completed." Yeah. And like that guy. Like, yeah. Yeah. Which was, never really got completed. Kind of like no. the Sopranos ending where like that guy just and you know, they're like, "You is he going to kill him?" Yeah. Like what's going yeah. on? Um so traditionally how I've started these podcasts. First off, I would Tyler Doremus, how, how are you doing? Doing well. Doing well. <laughs> um, Entertained. Um, so I start the podcast with just like a ranking. So it's from uh, what I do, zero to 10. So zero being yeah. worst movie of all time. Right. 10 being best movie of all time. And you can use decimal points. And, and we'll rank it again at the end. Yep. Where do you stand? Yeah. I mean, just like right after finishing the movie. I feel like seven's a cop out, so I feel like I gotta go six or eight. Well, you can do decimal points. You can. I'll go like six point five. Six point five. Six point five. Okay. Yeah. Um, I am very frustrated by this movie. <laughs> um, so Paul Thomas Anderson, who made the movie, yep. is my favorite filmmaker. Like, bar none, I think he's top two director writers ever. And like he made my favorite movie, Magnolia. Um, he's, did you ever see There Will Be Blood? Yes. Yes, he yeah, made yeah. that. Um, he's made tons of awesome movies. And this definitely was his worst. And that really frustrates <laughs> me because it, I, it's not that I didn't like it. Right. It's like the first half of the movie, it was like, okay, like I, I like this, like, super confident young kid. He was like right. that, you know, when you're 15 and like a super confident kid and yeah. you think like you're talking to some 25 year old girl and you're like, yeah, but I'm like the coolest 15 year old ever. So, right. um, so I was like kind of digging it. And then I was like, but what is going to happen here? Yeah. So I'm going to give it, I mean, there's definitely going to be skewing, but I'm going to give it a 7.2. Like I, okay. and I was really hoping I was going to be like in the nines yeah. with this movie. Cause I've heard great things about it and it got Oscar nominations and like right. he, all of his films have been just like amazing. And, and yeah, I was kind of underwhelmed. There's a lot of random randomness. Yeah. And like, it was entertaining. Like Bradley Cooper was, he was a, awesome. a stud. Yeah. Like, so they actually, uh, petition for him to get a best supporting actor nomination for yeah. that like tiny role yeah i mean crushed it yeah it was out of control yeah. awesome brought so much <laughs> like life to it but that was just like such a random 
like intersection of things. You yeah. Know? And it was like the, well, who's that actor that was driving the motorcycle? Sean Penn. Sean Penn. Like, yeah. Out of left field, like all of a sudden, like, oh, that's yeah. just like he's jumping some fire. And then like that didn't, I don't know. It was very, yeah. like there wasn't like a, a like connected, connective tissue between yeah. it all. The one thing that I found really funny. So he likes to put a lot of his friends and, and like people that he's worked with before in the movie. So Maya Rudolph, who was uh, at the casting office. Yep. That's the mother of his children. So I don't think they're married, but it's his partner. They have right, four right, kids right. together. Um, and do you remember when they were at they the... Were in the teenage... Uh, John C. Riley. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was like, that's his voice. Yeah. So that was yeah, John was C. Like, Riley, And I thought that was pretty cool. And, and the one thing that Paul Thomas Anderson, I think, is getting to... So he did this big interview with Variety uh, or Vanity Fair, one of those two. I think Vanity Fair. And he doesn't really do interviews. Um, I've only heard him talk like in an interview setting once. And it was on do you know, Mark Marin. He has a podcast called WTF. Oh, yeah, He's yeah, a comedian. Yeah. Yep, I know it And it was funny because they interviewed him. And it was like a two-hour interview. And it was fucking awesome. And but he's like you expect him to be with the films that he's made you expect him to be like this elegant like everything's thought out like kind of filmmaker and kind of guy and he's interviewing him he's asking him all these questions he's like so why you know he did all this research he's like so why did you put this in your movie in this specific shot he's like I don't know I thought it looked cool and he's just like total dude just like a fucking dude and then he had Rob McElhenney the guys from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia yeah yeah um and he, they interviewed him the next week and he's like, that pissed me off so much. He's like, I look up to that man and he's just a fucking dude. Like he's just a dude who happens to make amazing yeah. shit, uh, which I find kind of awesome. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> it's like art, you know, like there's yeah. some guys that are literally just throwing paint on a yeah. canvas. Yeah. And be like, wow, that's so super thought out. It's like, no, like yeah. just throwing paint on the canvas. Yeah. And so he, in this interview, it was kind of funny because they uh they were talking about so quentin tarantino um his next film is gonna be his last film um he's like i'm making 10 and then i'm done and they asked paul thomas anderson they're like so what about retirement like you do you have a specific number of films you're gonna make and then you're done or whatever he's like no not really like he's like i'm not gonna like make a timeline for this thing. I'm just going to do it. He's like, it's going to be like, if you know, I don't want to go to your party and you're like, why didn't you come to your, why didn't you come to the party? And it's like, well, I wasn't invited. And it's like, yeah, you weren't invited. And it's like, yeah, well, I, I didn't want to come anyways kind of thing where it's like, I'm just going to disappear if I just stop making movies. Um, so he's just, yeah, he's, he's just like a normal guy who just happens, you know, that that giving the backdrop to it kind of like, gives more sense to that movie I just watched. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and when he was interviewed, he was like, I, I never have like a thought out process. Like something comes to mind. He's like, I just sit down at like, and I just start writing and it always happens to be a movie that takes place in the San Fernando Valley. And and that's what this was. Right. I mean, it was just like a movie that took place in the San Fernando Valley. It's not like about anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like the, the like amount of running that was going so on. much running, and then they kind of, they brought it together at the end of like okay, they're like running towards each other, sure, but like 
full clothed running was yeah. like a main part of the movie. Full on. Yeah. It was, it was like, cause I was talking to a buddy of mine who had just seen it and he was like, have you seen it? I was like, no, I'm waiting to do a podcast on it. Like, yeah. I want to talk about this after I watch it. And he's like, there's so much running and there's one really racist part. <laughs> yes. And it kind of comes out of nowhere and makes no sense. No sense at it, all. <clears throat> like, didn't, yeah. didn't need to have that. <laughs> it was not necessary to the movie. And it was funny because, like, the way the person who told me about it described it, they were like, you hear it and you see it, and then you're like, huh, like, that was pretty racist. Like, maybe I'm missing something here. Right. And then he just does it again and again. And you're like, no, oh, he no. Confirms like, it. He's like, no, 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 I don't speak Japanese. Yeah, I don't speak Japanese. <laughs> um, which, I mean, it, yeah, I don't know, like, who thinks of something like that. Yeah, just I, like, mean, I guess for that era, sure, it makes sense. <laughs> but, like, just so bizarre. And the whole, like, the restaurant, like, I don't even know, like, what the purpose of that whole thing was. Yeah, I mean, it, and also, like, I guess it's, like, showing his, because at first, he's, like, an actor. He's right. like, I'm a big time actor, whatever. And we learn also, and I think one thing the movie did well was he thinks he's more than he is kind of thing. Yeah. Like he's this big time actor, but he's like going in to do these auditions and they're like, yeah, like, you know, we see you all the time, but we're not going to give yeah. him the role kind yeah. of thing where he's kind of like, I just go in and get the roles. And so I thought that was kind of cool. But then all of a sudden it's like, I also run like a PR firm with my yeah. parents and that's where the the uh, japanese yeah, yeah, restaurant yeah, yeah, yeah. comes in and then it goes to all of a sudden he's selling waterbeds after just like seeing one in a store yeah and also like the the store he walked into was a wig store or something like that there's a lot of there's a lot of like leaps that you're yeah. just taking. You're like, oh, so he must have bought all those pinball machines. Oh, yeah. And there's also other arcade games. <laughs> also, time has now just compressed. Yeah. Things just happen in a matter of moments. <laughs> I do I do feel like it was like also the, the storyline was like them two figuring themselves out. Yeah. And in the end, like realizing that like actually they wanted to to be together. Yeah. And like the constraints of age were probably the only thing blocking, and they realized like there's the, the the best thing for us is actually being together yeah which was like i i guess it, it, that was like kind of what i got through the whole thing was like they both were you know you you're always trying to figure yourself out at different phases yeah. of your life and like 15 versus 25 there's a lot of like similarities yeah so that i get that would be the one thing that i came out of that be like okay that was like interesting to like to yeah. see that but there was just so many random things yeah i <laughs> it was so yeah, it's almost just like, all right, we'll just we'll throw this in the movie. We'll throw yeah, that in the like, movie. This like is going to be good. Yeah. Jumping over a flame outside a bar. Like, yeah. Who was the guy that just said, like, okay, let's go outside and like, start yeah. a fire? And then there was fire trucks. Maybe on the eighth. Like, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of randomness in this movie. But yeah, I think that what you're talking about, that kind of theme of figuring yourself out, um, I still don't like, I get the initial conversation they had, like how the movie opens when he's like clearly flirting with her right. and she's like, Oh, this is kind of cute. And like, whatever I could see like a 25 year old girl being like, Oh, it's so cute that this 15 year old right, is like right. hitting on me and flirting with me. The fact that it goes further than that. <laughs> she shows up at the restaurant yeah. like, to go on a date. Like, <laughs> 
I get. I don't know. I mean, I, I what that era. I have no idea. But like, yeah. I, I, I assume there's probably some, some kind of like, you know, not like perception that it's not okay in some, yeah. some degree, especially at like, you know, going your 15s freshman year, high school freshman or sophomore year. Yeah, I'm just like I was trying to think of me at 15, and also me at 25. I was like, I think at 25, I just like realized that I don't know much at all. Sure. At 15, I was like pretty convinced I had it like figured out. <laughs> I was like, world is so I'm small. an adult. Yeah. You're like, dude, I got everything figured out in my small, tiny world. Yeah. Like, don't tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. And then when you're 25, you're like, man, the world's so fucking big. Yeah. <laughs> fuck I yeah. I know. And then now like coming on 33, I'm like, I just like, I don't even know. Just, I mean, you got to figure more shit out. I think if that movie was a reversal of genders, like, I don't know if that works. You know? <laughs> like, I don't know if, like, they have some 25 year old guy. Like, it doesn't work. No. It 100% doesn't work. Yeah. I I think that would just be like. What, what is that movie? Uh, guy plays Great Balls of Fire. You ever seen that one? Um, uh, piano guy plays the goodness gracious Great Balls of Fire. Said the story of that guy. He, fall, he falls in love with a 15 year old and he's on the male side and like it is not a comfortable movie yeah because like you know it, he's i mean he's probably 25 to 30 but yeah he, you know he courts a, a young 15 year old and then yeah. like takes her out of her home and like takes her on the road yeah it becomes much darker when it's an older man much darker yeah much darker it's like i think of the there's like a south park episode where like the kid like a, a baby it's ike his like little brother bangs the teacher <laughs> and the the police are like they like, they come in they're like a teacher slept with a student they're like oh my god what was his name what was the teacher's name like actually it was, it was a girl and they're like oh she was she was ugly though right and he's like no actually it was uh like mrs smith or whatever and they're like the blonde <laughs> nice <laughs> and it's yeah, like it's, it's yeah cool. we can if the roles were reversed yeah it doesn't work it doesn't work this doesn't like a cute cutesy romance movie no. this is like a male predator it, it, it is interesting <laughs> that this, this guy took the approach of being like creating a love story around like what would now be an inappropriate relationship yeah like it would you know statutory rape it's, you know, like it is, it, it's not even you know from a legal standpoint yeah it's interesting he took that approach to a movie yeah which is like very controversial right yeah. and, and i guess stimulates like more of these type of conversations well and i wonder if that is why he made it more a period piece from like what the 60s 70s, 60s, 70s. Yeah. yeah that'd be my guess um because does that help him get away with it? Cause it's never like she does bring up that it would like kind of be wrong. Like, right. cause you're 15 and I'm 25 Right. where I feel like in today's, like, especially like the ultra PC, like everything is offensive. Everything's illegal. <laughs> like world we live oh, in, yeah. it would be like, no, because that's statutory rape. Like it would be like, yeah. that is crossing a line regardless. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, I'm being like, oh, is that was that normal back then? Yeah, I, I don't know. So <laughs> don't I'm just I'm watching the movie. I was like, oh, maybe that was like 
somewhat okay back in the day because yeah. we didn't know better. Yeah. I'm going to, de- I definitely have to ask like my parents be like, so in the sixties where was this going on? Was this going on? Um, yeah. Cause I, it just, the fact that it went past the first scene and I knew what it was about. I knew it was about like a love story between a young, like an underage kid and right, a, right. of age woman. Um, and I, it, you know, the kind of, I thought it was going to be like, this girl kind of thinks it's cute and the boy is like really into her and, right. and like keeps pursuing, keeps pursuing. And then like maybe at the end they kiss. Right. Like, but she was like super into him. Yes. <laughs> it was like. Like the, the denial into it. Though. Yeah. You know, like the classic high school girl and you have a crush on the girl and she's like not into you. Then all you have to do is tell them you're not interested. Yeah. And then they come back around. It's like, okay, yeah. now I'm interested. Yeah. But I didn't know. If I would have known, that would have worked with a 25-year-old when I was 15. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely didn't have Yeah, we. <laughs> was, there, was there also no music back? Is that, just, is that his, like, thing? I don't no. Remember, I don't remember. Was there any music in the back? I don't. Well, no, there definitely was. There so was. Johnny Greenwood from Radiohead. Okay. Does the music for his films. I'm pretty sure that it was in there, but it's always been like pretty subtle. Yeah, very subtle. Um, there was definitely music as in like music from the time that was playing. Yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as a score, I guess it either was so good that I didn't notice it or maybe you're right. Maybe there wasn't. But I know he is on his last four films worked with Johnny Greenwood. Right, right. Uh, which is pretty cool. Like I like when yeah, filmmakers cool. just like find a cool you know, musician and like make my music. Yeah. That's awesome. Are there other people doing that? Like, um, who's, I don't know off the top of my head. I know like there's been like a few, like, I know, I mean, Daft Punk did like the Tron soundtrack, yeah, that's cool. which was really cool. Um, and then, yeah, I, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but, um, but yeah, I I can't like put my finger on this movie as like a whole. Yeah, it's I mean, it was entertaining though from like a respective like everything just came out of left field. Yeah. Anything could happen. Like the 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 Bradley Cooper fifteen minutes yeah. was awesome. Yeah. It was like high entertainment. Yeah. There was like just constant left turn, right turn. Yeah. And like the the backup scene was a was incredible like the, yeah, that was a good scene yeah it was great yeah it was great yeah and then like all of a sudden that's just like the whole thing we don't get to see the aftermath of him seeing the house or the car there's no like closed loop on it yeah it's kind of just like yep that's it yeah that's what happened like what happened in the house yeah did he they just left the the there's I guess, i'm guessing similar to what's happening in my basement yeah. <laughs> is what yes. happened at his house <laughs> um yeah when he was just like you know how much tail i get i get all of it i get all of it <laughs> He was, I mean, dude, that was, yeah. that, that was the bar for the movie for sure. Yeah. He, cause yeah, I mean, I remember hearing that he was awesome in it and that wasn't wrong. Like he yeah. was pretty amazing. Um, is that a, I know they had by Barbara Streisand. Is yeah. that a real So he really, yeah, it was her, is... so I think it was her former hairdresser like that she dated. That's um, I can't, Jack whatever his last name was but that was real i do know that like that was a real person these all these people like the famous people from the movie were real um 
And then, I mean, the Sean Penn character was like really interesting because like all he did was quote lines from his movies. Yes. And he like, she was like, was, yeah. is this, is this like real life or are you reading a script? Like what is happening? Yeah, he was talking about like the bridges in Korea. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That was his whole shtick was just like, I'm in my movies the whole yeah. time. He's just full on has not escaped. He's just in his movies. Yes. Um, yeah, that was, I, I, and I, let's get to like the acting. So I know this was the first time either of them right. had ever acted. Uh, Alana Haim is musician yep. and her sisters were in the movie, which I thought was really cool. Which ones were her sisters? Her sisters. Oh, her actual Her sisters, sisters were her oh, sisters. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I thought that was pretty cool yeah, that they yeah. had them and Paul Thomas Anderson just like loves the band and was like, Let's just make a movie with one of them. So do you guys want to act? <laughs> yeah, you guys want to be in a movie? And it's like, you don't say no to that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like he's such a big deal in Hollywood or in, you know, yeah. I mean, I guess in Hollywood, he's not like a big budget guy, but right. he's, you know, very acclaimed director. Yeah. It's like, yeah, if Paul Thomas Anderson walked through this fucking door right now, I was like, Harrison, do you want to star in one of my movies? I'd be <laughs> like, like, I'll yeah. figure it out. Yes, yes. I mean, dude, she crushed it. She yeah, was, she, she was, was amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I thought he was great too. Yeah, he was really good too. Yeah, for for first time acting. Like, yeah, yeah. They even though the the movie was filled with randomness, they like they were great. The whole, yeah, yeah. Like there was there was no question that they yeah. were like solid. It was it it was surprising that that's their first go. Like yeah, but it also that's just like making a comfortable film set and having an unbelievable director. Right. Like, how do you think it works with like these kids that have their breakout roles? Like. Haley Steinfeld, Stanfield, the musician now, uh, she was in True Grit with the Coen brothers. Yeah. And it was the first time she ever acted. And she got like nominated for an Oscar. Right. And like Drew Barrymore and E.T. Like, how do you like get these kids to just crush acting? And I think you just have to make them feel really comfortable <laughs> on right. set and like, let them fail if they fail and not like punish them for it. Yeah. And just be really good at telling people how, like what to do. Right. Because if you tell someone exactly what to do, they can probably do it. Right. I mean, unless it's like cry now, like, and there's ways to get around that. Like they, yeah, I know, uh, who was it? <coughs> I think it was Ewan McGregor, um, was talking about crying on command and he's like i learned from some other actor how to do it he's like you put your hand in your pocket and you rip out some of your pubic hairs what? <laughs> and that's how you cry on command <laughs> and i was like okay well okay. i guess yeah uh, yeah that, so that's that's one approach yeah. yeah i know they also like put these eye drops sometimes yeah, and I mean, I stuff guess. like that but i feel like the, a lot of the scenes were just like they were like very casual, very like, um, like almost almost as if like you know they they were like off the cuff, you know. They were kind yeah. of like it, it didn't it, nothing. Everything felt quick. There was like a lot of wittiness to it. Yeah, um, and felt very like comfortable. Yeah, and I wonder like I don't th I I would imagine every line in this fucking movie was scripted. Yeah, which 
it's it weird. Yeah, it feels like this would be more something that's like a little bit <coughs> more unscripted in some places. But yeah, I mean, if that's the case, that's yeah, that's awesome. But I mean, I I don't know. I just know he's very meticulous about the scripts. Right. And I mean, I know he like sometimes like he'll let maybe one actor who comes in. It's like this person's a great improvisational person. I'll let them do it. Um, but yeah, I mean. I would love to like, I love looking at scripts following, like watching a movie and being like, how much of this was, how, how much of this was actually done? Like, exactly. Um, do, do you think that, uh, Alana was trying to go after the mayor and then that was kind of the ending where she was just like, ah, fuck it. Like the mayor's not going to work. I'm just going to go over this 15 year old. Now. Yeah. Like, all right, I guess like, <coughs> like she gave like that. She, she just like gave up. Yeah. I don't, because, well, she was about to make out with the guy who Which hired her. Which was so confusing. Because I was like, I thought you, like, did this to try to get to the mayor. And, like, that's that was your route. She kind of, and I think it was, like, a 25-year-old who's lost her way and trying to figure stuff out. Like, anyone who was into her, she was into. Right. In this movie. Like, literally, I feel like every character who was like, I'm kind of into you. She was like, all right, I'm into you, too. Yeah. And that was, I, I think that was kind of cool how she, it just shows like how confused she was and especially like living at home and her dad, who was hilarious. <laughs> he's just constantly like, what the fuck? Yeah. The was yeah. Also the, what, is, what movie was that kid in the play basically the opposite of Gary as like in that, uh, all under one roof like the, the other older kid oh the kid who they like yeah. she's with at one point yeah. so he's actually been in a lot of stuff recently um what is so he's in the righteous gemstones which okay. is on hbo yeah. right now um i can't he's, he's been in a bunch of yeah, stuff recently he was, he was hilarious yeah he's really funny yeah the atheist scene was fantastic yeah <laughs> and then you'd think like after when they're like kind of being like what the fuck is going on here he would be like okay like i'll do it and he's like i'll respectfully have to decline <laughs> with uh all the tragedies going on in this world vietnam um i i don't feel it would be appropriate for me to like, cut I, don't, the I don't think there's a god if there's these things going on in vietnam so yeah. that's the end of that and then when she goes outside and she's like what does your penis look like and he's like, like a normal penis. That, that question was asked twice, multiple times. Twice, yeah. yeah. What does your penis hole look like? And what does your penis look like? And the response was a normal penis. penis. Yeah, I think a normal penis. Like it's just like a normal penis. <laughs> Which, I, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a very interesting question to be asked. <laughs> like, what does your penis look like? It's like, it's like, a, um, it's like a like a penis. Like a penis. It looks pretty penis like. Yeah. The, yeah. The the the, the, the whole like undertone of like like weird like racism on the the restaurant side. Like there was like an undertone of like this is reminding everyone this is the seventies. Yeah. But there wasn't a lot of like crime or like like homeless homeless people or like anything that showed like the grit of a city. Yeah. It didn't really exist. Well, is the San Fernando Valley. I don't know. I like don't know. that. I don't know what that era was like. I yeah. I, is it today? It seemed very like, chill. Yeah, it's a pretty chill place. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, they didn't really. And I, yeah, that's why. Literally for the last thirty minutes of the movie, I was waiting for someone to get murdered. Yeah, I thought so for sure. I was like, I was like there's gonna be a abrupt 
tragic murder. Like she would run across the street and I'd be like, here it goes. Yeah. Like she's hit by a car. Hit by a car. And then he like, you know, the, the ending is basically he like lost his love. You know, yeah. Like, or the other way around or he yeah, goes down. Yes, exactly. Like, and or she like, I, I thought he was going to come in and like shoot the mayor. And I thought he was going to shoot up the entire place. Yes. <laughs> I was yeah. like, this I guy was, is standing outside. So bummed we didn't find out like what was his deal. What I don't was know. He, for yeah it's like you can speculate so much it's like maybe he was like spying on the mayor guy because he was gay or and trying to smear his campaign like i have no idea like i was like this guy is waiting outside and when she came up and she's like asking him questions he's like you better back away or i'm gonna start asking you questions and i was like what does that mean (laughs) Especially that nothing happened. Nothing. Nothing. It's like, what did that fucking mean? Yeah, like, I don't know how I feel about that. Is that a good thing or bad thing to have in a movie where you're just, like, a very just large, just like, yeah, so that we're going to put that thing there and then yeah. that, that will never get answered. And it's like, yeah, was that something that ever was like, oh, I'm th- purposefully going to not, like, not answer any of these questions. Right. <coughs> <coughs> I don't have COVID, by the way. I took a test <laughs> this morning and got the results this afternoon. I have this fucking I, I, itch. You know, COVID's with us. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I have you locked in a room right now. And I'm just like <laughs> coughing. I do not have COVID. I have proof. Um, yeah, so I guess I'm trying to think, like, what what was your favorite part of the movie? The Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it was entertaining, fast-paced, witty yeah um but like it was a bummer because it didn't close any of the loops i was like i would have loved to know like you know what happened with the water bag. yeah i would love to have known his reaction when he saw did yeah. he bring the girls back to the car yeah you know just a lot of, <laughs> a lot of unanswered questions that when I, he walks up to those girls on the sidewalk did you hear what he said yeah he's like do you want do you like peanut sandwiches and then they're like like uh, what is it? He, how do you like your peanut butter and jelly yeah. sandwich? He's like, I like them the way you like them. <laughs> like, however you like them. It was like that. I don't even know if it was meant to be heard. That had to have been like ad lib to some degree. There's yes. no way you could write that. Yeah. And it was just like, he was so good. Um, and yeah, those little lines. And what? it sucks that it was so short. Like I literally, if this movie had turned into, he goes home, he sees the house destroyed and he goes and he tries to kill this guy's family. I would have been like, that's the greatest movie I've ever seen yes. in my life. <laughs> like, yes. Like yes. huge turn. It's like what, Bradley Cooper. What about you? What did you like the most? I mean, it's hard to say that the Bradley Cooper bits were not my favorite. Um, my favorite, what would be my, I really loved when he gets arrested right and then the guy comes out I was like that's not him and they just like take the cuffs off and he oh, that's she, a whole another thing she's like really get come, out, come out and he's like like what do i do <laughs> like with my hands that, i mean this movie now it's like bringing up all the unanswered questions yeah all there's right. a lot of them like they just ripped him out why did he get arrested yeah well there was a murder yeah, but like you know, someone like, who was dressed the way he was and then they brought out the guy who, like, I guess was working with the murder or whatever. And I, I, I have no idea. But that came out of nowhere. I and like, I just loved, like, right after her outside being like, come outside. And he's like, I don't know what to do here. Like, do I, 
day with the police who just arrested me and like yeah it's like you know all, all of us conform to like you know authority in some way you're like okay well i'm in a police station they didn't tell me i could leave. yeah like can i leave yeah you know like do i need to stand here yeah and i was like if let's say the guy didn't come out and say that wasn't him like in the 60s he could have been done like <laughs> he totally could have been totally. like in jail forever totally. yeah yeah like, I mean, there, there's, like, pros and cons to, like, the digital era that we live in. And, like, the pros is, like, you, you typically have a track record of, like, where you are yeah. and you are and, like, have a fingerprint on it. Yeah, it's not just, like, there's, I have witnesses that say I'm with them. Yes. It's like, I have an alibi. Who is your alibi? It's like, well, that person. Like, uh, I was with them. Right. Like, were you with him? Yeah. All right. He's clean. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's it. Yeah. Yeah, um, the jump, yeah, the jumps from yeah, the jump from the water waterbed to the company to like buying the uh, uh, wig store to like all that like the how like, yeah like, how quickly it happened like, yeah was he in school there was no like what was it well he was school? at the beginning of the movie yeah like did he drop out of school he must have yeah like definitely wasn't in school yeah and like where his mom kind of bailed like who's like who's owning these businesses if he's running it well his, he said his parents work for him like at the beginning of the movie right. he was like yeah my, my parents work for me and my pr firm or whatever it's like what and and thinking about all the business ventures he tapped into he must have made a lot of money yeah well like, i think also now that i'm thinking about it like i think them not including the parents gave mm -hmm. him more like kind of like authority in his person you know yeah. like as like a 15 year old you like almost envisioned them being older which maybe made it okay yeah for you to like make make the connection be like okay she's 25 he's 15 but he's like very independent and he's like you know standing on his own two feet and yeah. he doesn't need support for he's not like being taken care of like a child yeah and so maybe that's why they kind of removed the parents from it yeah because at, at 15 like your mom's driving you yeah <laughs> Well, that was like the one scene when he gets in the car. It's like he clearly doesn't really know what he's doing. Right. The way he's kind of like looking around the car while he's driving it and like fixing the, the rear view he mirror. Did like, he did back out and drive away without any, you know. Yeah, he had no problems with that. Clutch, but so. yeah, I and also he he looked and I'm sure he was because this is often the case. He looked older than 15. Yes. She looked younger than 25. I feel like that's I like if they had the same actors and they were just playing 18 year olds right I would have been like that's fine yeah I believe it there's <laughs> there's a terrible show that uh, Danielle and I've watched it's like some high school show on Netflix okay none of the kids look I mean I, I they're like in their 30s yes yeah, so like, look I'm like all right we got to see how old these kids are I'm like looking up it's like 28 29 32 yeah. I'm like how is this okay for yeah. for them portraying high school kids when it's they're in like a football team. It's like a full grown 29 year old. Like <laughs> that's not what an 18 year old looks like. Yeah. And yeah. And high school parties. I mean, it's the dream to go to a movie high school party. Yeah. It would like, be this epic. Like, oh, my parents aren't home at this like, you know, pool party pool, mansion. Yeah, fucking. There's. And like we can destroy everything. Yeah. It's fine. My parents are fine it, with yeah, it. It really doesn't make sense. If I flash back to like high school, like I wasn't starting businesses. No, I, I wasn't going to like a restaurant knowing the host. Yeah, that was a whole other thing. I was like, how do I, like like I knew the guy at like the hot dog place near us. 
<laughs> like the guy worked there. Right. He didn't own it. Right. Right. <laughs> it was just like, if you go to a restaurant, and he didn't know me by name. Yeah, I knew him. Like, you go to a restaurant at 15, you're typically with your parents. Yeah. You're not like solo charging in. And also, like, he had some rapport with that guy at the restaurant. So, how many years has he been going? Yeah. <laughs> He's like been, a year? Yeah. Like, well, how many years alone has yes, he been going as yes. well? Like, I'm sure he went growing up as a kid with his parents. Now that we're talking about more the, the leaps they made to like make him feel older is mm-hmm. is like very clear that they like added in all these things to give you the the perception of like he is older. Yeah. Which makes you more comfortable with him. It's true, yeah. Like there's a lot of things that just got like no curfew. Like he ne- where, where was he living cuz the house never really had his mom in it. Well, his mom was going to run a hotel Vegas. in Vegas. Um, well, I, and I, I think about those stories of people or those people who, when they're older, they talk about like, well, I raised my younger brother, right, essentially right. my parents were never home or my parents were never there. And that seems to be this kind of character and it, and it will grow you up real fast. I can imagine I did not have to do that, but I can imagine it would grow you up oh, real yeah. fast if you're like. 15 years old taking care of your nine-year-old brother and you you know but the way this was weird was he clearly has a great relationship with his mom right like they were crushing burgers and like like they were just like there was no issues there it wasn't like an absentee mom it was just like a super busy mom who's gone most of the time so i'm just like be home alone and i'm just gonna leave my nine-year-old brother like who only just sat on a chair and watch yeah, very tv quiet. that's all he did they didn't really give much like screen time to any other f- kids within his yeah. posse like his best friend who's gonna be his best man that kid yeah. I, I couldn't pick him out of a lineup yes, yes sub like, ten, sub <laughs> 10 lines and yeah. mostly was just like in the background sitting down yeah i don't even know if he was one of the kids in the truck yeah, it's basically like alana <laughs> and then all the random kind of like people yeah. that popped in and gary yeah that was like Kind of it, yeah. <laughs> it's, and the, and the guy owns the restaurant randomly yeah. popping in. And I I just wonder the thought process, but like going through, like was there a like was that the thought process before writing this movie? Was like I'm just gonna make a movie about these two people, and the plot is essentially young young boy and <laughs> young woman, right? And they have like a little love relationship it's like there's this tension at the end they get together but i'm gonna throw in just like random really famous people to play like 10 minute roles yes and just crush it (laughs) and and yeah that's 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 pretty much it (laughs) we got a movie and then that's gonna be the movie and it's like i I mean, I'm not, I'm not as deep on the film world, but it's very much like these, these movies that are like this, that are just like, you're like, what? Yeah. It always stimulates like the crowd to be like, oh yeah, that let's, let's get that thing nominated. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck I just watched. That means it's fantastic. You know? Yeah. Well, the reason I, I do think it got nominated for best screenplay. That makes sense to me. Okay. Like, I think it had a very good screenplay. I just, just didn't really understand the movie itself but it clearly whatever it was it was written very well right uh and the dialogue was fantastic and like yeah, all that quick, stuff it was witty yeah sharp yeah um i think it was nominated for best director and again like that one i guess i could make sense but 
I think a lot of these nominations were just like, I mean, he's never won. Oh. And he's been nominated like nine times. Nothing. Never won. The one, the one year, did he win Best Adapted Screenplay for There Will Be Blood? I don't think, no, because No Country for Old Men won that year. So that was the year No Country for Old Men just like took everything. And Daniel Day-Lewis took Best Actor. So he's had people win (laughs) in his movies, but never won himself. Do you think that wears on a director like that? I don't think he gives a yeah, shit. Just a after shit. like hearing him in some interviews and what I, I honestly don't think he gives a shit. I do know one thing that was really weird is uh, so the South Park movie, yeah, which was a musical, one of the songs, Blame Canada, got nominated for best original song. Okay. <laughs> and it's funny because like that whole story behind how it became a musical was really funny because like. They got a deal to make the movie, and then the next morning they were going to talk about like the first day of like what what the fuck is this movie going to be about? And Trey Parker shows up at the meeting. He's like, "I wrote these three songs last night." (laughs) Like Matt Stone's like, "Oh, so this is going to be a musical." (laughs) And one of those songs was "Blame Canada," which got nominated for a fucking Oscar, which is like kind of absurd. I need to go listen to it. But when they announced Blame Canada when they were running through the nominees. Paul Thomas Anderson stood up and booed at the fucking Oscars. So he's Canadian. He's, uh, no, he's not Canadian. He just didn't want a South Park like them to win, which I thought was really funny. That is really funny. Um, yeah, it's it's such a... I don't know. I, I, I So as we... Would you, watch it? Would you watch it again? I think I have to. Yeah. I think I have to like, I, I don't know. I think I need to watch it with another person and just stare at them the whole time. (laughs) Maybe that's what I need to do is just sit there and be like observing them. Like, do you know what's, do you know what's going on here? (laughs) Um, would your rating change? It's going to go down. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I'm just thinking about all the different questions. Like, and this is just like me. Like I like to, I like to kind of like have things concluded. Yeah. You know, I'm like, all right, good. I felt like I figured it out all the things. We, like I love great spy movies. I love yeah. like awesome kind of like movies that have puzzles or you have to watch them multiple times because there's different things. Yeah. Being figured out. Yeah. Um, there was that movie Red Sparrow, which was kind of like under the radar. Yeah. That uh, is that the one with Scarlett Johansson or who ah, who's. Maybe it's not red. It's the one. The one with the, the girl. Ball- yeah. Ballerina. Maybe it's not red. Red Sparrow's the Russian like killer yeah. assassin one. It might. I might be mixing up the names, but essentially, it's a. I can't remember the actress. But she's from uh, Hunger Games. Oh, um, like the main one, yeah. like Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. Is a. All right. Let's follow this. This. Let's go. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence is a Russian ballerina who like gets hurt and then she becomes like a spy and like there's this kind of whole kind of like web of things that happens. But anyways, by end of the movie, there's like plots, the plot twist is like three times. Yeah. And so like, those are the type of movies I like and it has some conclusion at the end. And here I feel like we just aired out all these questions that I didn't get answered. So like, I'm going to drop it to a six, just straight six, six. <laughs> drop it. All right. Which means I was like entertained. Like not once I was I like, Oh, like thinking about like, <coughs> 
what do I have to do with later? Or like, what am I doing tomorrow? Like, yeah. I, was, I was entertained, but, yeah. but I definitely was like, yeah, I think I, and the conclusion of things, I, I wish there was more. Yeah. It was very ADD type movie <laughs> where it was like, they just bring something into the picture and then they're like, they, they do enough of it yes. for you to be interested in it yes. and how it plays out. And then they're like, yeah, we're going to go somewhere else now. Yeah. Like we're done with this. Yeah. We don't need it to finish. Like yeah. it's done. Um, so what, what my, I, mine was a 7.2. I've. Is your favorite director too? I've never dropped into the sixes on this podcast. I don't believe. And I think I, I can't do it. I'm going to go to seven. <laughs> I can't do it. I really can't be. It's because that's going to go after your selection. What? Because then it'll, it goes into your selection because you're selecting the movie. Yeah. I selecting <laughs> the movie. But yeah, I, 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 there's definitely bias. I'm sure if I gave a, f- if I had never seen one of his movies before, this would be a much lower rating. But the fact that, and I, I will watch it again. And like this, t- I, w- what I like to do with movies is the first time that I watch them, I just watch them. I don't give a fuck about cinematography. Yep. If it catches my eye, that's amazing. I don't care about the script. I don't like. I just want to watch and enjoy the movie. Yeah. Second time or third time I watch him, that's when I start like viewing technique that like right. how a film is made and right. like how cool it is. They do certain things and right. maybe I do a little research on it or like really look for those kind of like Easter eggs like throughout yeah, yeah. the movie, like kind of what you're talking about. It's like, you know, what did I miss the first time? Yeah. I do have a feeling I watch this again and I'm gonna be like, I didn't miss shit. Like <laughs> I fucking got it all and I'm still confused. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it out. Um, well, yeah, thanks for yeah, coming by fun. being on. Um, yeah, we should definitely do this again when I uh, don't have fake COVID right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, this was fun. Yeah. I, and uh, yeah, I feel like I, I, I wouldn't watch it again. So you'll have to tell me. <laughs> I'll what, tell you what next time. I watch. Might have to wait a while or I'm going to watch it like right now. <laughs>